What's up, everyone? This is the Jelly Cards Podcast, and happy National Sports Collectors Convention Weekend. This week, John and I quickly wanted to record an episode before we headed on over to the show. We as Jelly Cards were ready to buy, sell, and trade at the biggest sports card show of the year. We briefly talk about the players we were going to be searching for, and also give you some tips on how to make your national experience in the future a success. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this new episode from the Jelly Card Boys. All right, welcome back to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where John and I are spreading the love of the hobby. This is episode 17, and happy National Day. Uh, The National, which is being held in uh, Rosemont, uh, right outside Chicago, it's uh, happening this weekend. It started yesterday, but luckily John and I are both off today. We're going to be going. Uh, Joining us a little later will be Hockey Town John. And man, this is like, we've been talking about the national, what, since the spectacular when we went back in November, we didn't go to the one in March, right? No. So we've been talking about the national coming back to Chicago for the longest time. You know, we were hoping that we'd be able to go. Lucky enough, we got some days off. We're able to go. Unfortunately, it's just one day. So we're bringing some cash. I got some cash. I know John's got cash. We both got cards we are going to try to maybe even sell, maybe do some trades. It's going to be very busy. I've already been seeing a lot of people posting on social media. You know, Golden's been posting, Nash cards, 727 cards. So we're really looking forward to seeing everybody. But before we even get into the national stuff, major, major headline baseball news came out yesterday which did not make John happy whatsoever. But the Los Angeles Angels are not going to trade Otani. I know. I'm sorry, John. John really wanted to see Otani traded. He doesn't think that the Angels are in a position to win a World Series by keeping him. Obviously, if they do keep him and they don't trade him, that means they're just going to let him walk in the offseason and get nothing back for him, which really upsets John. But give me your thoughts on what you think the Angels' plan is going into this second half of the season if they're not going to trade him. Okay. So, yeah, I'm really upset about it. As an Otani, and I guess you can call a quote-unquote secondhand Angels fan, I think that their plan is to buy, which is evident because I, I sent you guys that text this morning that they they traded their number two and number three prospects to the White Sox for Giolito and then I think um, another White Sox pitcher, I think. So the reason I'm so upset, and I tried to explain to you, Jason, is that I understand that the Angels' plan is to buy become quote-unquote buyers and just go all in to win a World Series. And I'm fine with that. I just don't think that the Angels are in that kind of position to make that kind of sacrifice. That's what I was getting so upset about yesterday in our group chat. We were going back and forth because the I wanted 
for for everybody to know, I wanted this to happen for Jason's happiness. I wanted the Rays to trade for Otani so that the Rays could at least try to win the World Series. I think if you were going to trade for Otani, you had to be like a top three, top five team that was going to compete for a World Series. And you are willing to make this this quote-unquote sacrifice, quote-unquote all-in attempt and trade for Shohei. So... Now that the Angels have kind of pulled back and said he's off the trade, he's off the trading block. We are officially buyers, and they're making moves to try to win the World Series. I I'm happy for them. I I commend them for it. I think if that's what you want to do, go for it. I just I'm trying to be as realistic as possible, and I just don't think that's going to happen. And now you have let Shohei walk in the off season, and you've got nothing to show for it. Even if somebody was calling me offering their their number two and number three prospects for Shohei, I would have probably considered that instead of doing what the Angels are doing right now because the Angels are not the Rays. The Angels' current season is not comparable to the Rays' current season. And the future of the Angels, you're basically like throwing everything away. Shohei's going to walk. You just traded your two and three number two and number three prospects. Like, I don't know what they're going to have left if they don't win the World Series this year. And that's all. Um, I don't know if we want to keep talking about baseball stuff. I'm more excited about the National. But what are your thoughts, Jason? What do you think What do you think the Angels' plan is? And would you have done what they are doing if you were the Angels' GM? Well, honestly, I mean, going, going based off of what they're doing is exactly what you have preached for the last – few weeks I mean talk I I understand the Angels and the Rays are two completely different teams however they're not in different spots though the Rays are no longer in first which means they have to play for a wild card spot now if the Orioles continue to uh, keep winning and the Rays continue to keep losing the Rays are going to be in the same position as the Angels where they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot the Blue Jays and the Red Sox are not very far off. And then not to mention, they're going to have to face and play against the Angels to try to get one of those spots. So, I mean, the Angels keeping Otani, this is their all-in approach to making the playoffs and setting themselves up for a chance to win a World Series. That's what they're doing. And it should be evident to the fans that, Hey, as a at, me as your GM, this is probably my last season. I might get canned by you know in the off season because hey, we had Mike Trout and Otani, and I didn't win you anything. But in my if I was an Angels fan, I would be like, well, hey, why don't why are we trading Otani? You're talking about the best player in baseball. You guys just think he's the best player ever to play baseball. So if you're an Angels fan, why would you want the guy gone? I wouldn't want him gone. I would want him to stay right on my team, especially because we're only four games out of a wild card spot. So in my opinion, I'm okay with it. I true, truthfully, I never thought Otani was going to get traded anyways. I thought it was a lot of just smoke and mirrors. It, you know, hey, we'll consider it if we suck. But right now they're playing well. I mean, hopefully, I don't know how long Mike Trout's going to be out for. If they if you know if they get Mike Trout back, you know at the right time they could end up making a push for that wild card spot, which 
could if they make playoffs, it could save that GM's career. But we'll see what happens. You know, we we talked a lot about, you know, obviously we're diehard Cubs fans. Cubs are in a really great spot too. We won't dive too too deep into them as well. I think the Cubs should be buyers. I think right now, I'm truthfully, I know I've said like, oh, the Rays should trade for Belly or trade for Stroman. That's only for that's only me wanting prospects back for the Cubs. I could care less what happens with the Angels. I am not an Angels fan. I don't care to help the franchise. That's a, another reason why I didn't want the Rays to trade for Otani. I could care less. Why would I want prospects going to a team I don't care about? So, however, if they wanted to make some trades with the Cubs, sure, bring those prospects over to the Cubs and let us be even better. But Cubs are playing really well. Belly's our best hitter on the team. Both John and I were super happy in the offseason when they signed him. He's turning out to do exactly what we were hoping he would do. That uh, out of 250 auto that uh, that we currently have looks very great at the moment. <laughs> but let's talk about the national. Let's get into the national talk now because in a previous episode we talked about it. We talked about how we were going to go into the national and we were not going to be investors. Uh, I'm putting up quotes here. We're not going to be investors. I was talking about I'm a, this is going to be my first card show where I'm going to go in and I'm going to be just having fun. I <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to do now. <laughs> I have literally zero plan of attack going into the national today. I don't know what players I want to look at. I'm I'm in this mindset now of I don't want to have fun. I want investment players, but I don't even know who to buy. Jesus yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Let me know who you're look who you're gonna be looking at because I gotta give myself time to think because I was already trying to think of what I'm gonna do this morning and I have no clue. But let us know what your plan of attack is, who you're looking at, what you know, how much you're willing to go in order to get the player that you want. All right, so um, yeah, that is not good advice for people who are going to the national. <laughs> If you are going to go to the National, we strongly recommend you have a plan of attack. And to be honest, I was kind of I was kind of with you leading up into this week. I was thinking what the what the hell am I going to do? What am I going to buy? What am I going to try to sell? So I I'm bringing a bunch of cards. I'm bringing a bunch of cards. I told you and JK Hockey Town John, the cards that I'm bringing I'm probably going to use them as trade value and basically just cash value. So Important note, if you are going to the National, strongly recommend you uh, just like kind of bullet points, comfy clothes, comfy shoes, bring cash, bring maybe some food or water just to kind of stay hydrated and have food because lines at the like snack booths and things like that could get long and always have a plan of attack. So my current plan and I don't know, this is just my personal opinion. You can kind of do what you want to do, read up on what you want to do. I want to kind of, we're going to be there all day today. We're going to be there all day Thursday, 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock, I hope. And my initial plan is to go through the entire show kind of quickly, look at the cards that I know that I'm interested in, and then figure out which table has the best price for my cards and kind of work my way back. If I, But like the small caveat I have is that 
if I find a card that I know it's worth, let's say, 500 bucks on eBay, and the seller has it listed for 400 that's almost like, uh, okay, I feel like I should probably pull the trigger here and then just keep going and maybe I can find another one. But anyway, so I would go through the first like lap, all the laps you're going to do at the show because it's such a huge show in Chicago. Find the cards that you're looking for and then kind of compare prices between tables. I've also, uh, I was reading up on it myself and there was some good advice that I found that you should kind of, you should write down either in your phone or anything, just kind of text it to yourself what booth number you were at when you found the cards that you wanted so that you can come back. So to kind of dive in, I told you that I'm going to be looking for Kershaw. Kershaw is still on my list. I've narrowed it down to um, three PC slash investment PC cards and then my two guys that I PC forever. So my first guy is Kershaw. I'm going to be looking for Kershaw high-end rookie cards, his Man, his first Bowman Auto in like a PSA 10 is way too expensive, unfortunately, for me right now. It's like six to eight grand. So I'm probably not going to look for that. I might try to scoop up uh, like a Bowman Chrome rookie card or uh, like a Bowman Chrome rookie refractor, which is at least like less than $1,000, maybe close to a little over $1,000. He's my first guy I'm going to be looking for. And then. Jason's favorite player in baseball. I'm going to be looking for Shohei Otani. I'm going to look for Shohei cards. There probably won't be any. And then, and then, it's probably in the value boxes. Yeah. And then my third guy, I told you on the hockey episode or maybe another episode, is going to be Crosby. So Kershaw, Shohei, Sidney Crosby are currently my top three that I'm going to be looking for, like, heavy. And then my two PC cards, my guys, Mitchell Trubisky. In PSA 10s and Nico Horner in PSA 10s. They're my favorite players for for the Bears and the Cubs, but obviously Justin Fields too. If I see a Justin Fields card, I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be trying to compare prices. But, yeah, I elaborate a little bit more on your recommendations for people who are going to the National on what you would recommend in order to make the full day experience a good one and that so you're not like miserable and overwhelmed because I promise you if it's your first time going it's going to be overwhelming I think you could agree on that so for for my advice I almost kind of want to say if if you if you finally find a card that you're looking at and it's a player that you want and, and you think it's a good value buy it because at a show like this you might not be able to give yourself that opportunity to keep walking to see well let me see if there's another one let me see if it's going to be cheaper somewhere else because you might end up moving to the next table and someone's going to sneak up right behind you and, and snag that card. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, perfect example at the last national we went to, I was looking for Russell Wilson rookie cards. It was a PSA 9 priced beautifully. I was one person away from being able to get that that card, you know. And it, unfortunately, it was uh, we were at the table next to it. And I was, you know, we I was flipping through a box that had, you know, it was a value box on P, uh, PSA slabs. They did actually have a Russell Wilson in there as PSA eight that I stopped to look at. And when I glanced over, I'm like, you know, there's too many people at the table, but I saw the card. And unfortunately, yep, that guy bought it right there. Witnessed him buy the card, and it was such a big letdown. But you know, at the last national we went to was when I got my first Bowman Chrome Bryce Harper. 
card in a uh it was a bgs uh 9.5 no yeah bgs 9.5 but it has a subgrade 10 on it which is awesome so um but yeah i mean if you see a card you want it's good value just do it you know buy the card don't don't waste your time trying to go to a different table because that it's such a vast show it's so big there's so many vendors that you might, like John said too, you know, make mental notes of what tables because you might end up like getting mixed up, not knowing where this is. But it's a good thing you brought up Justin Fields because I think I am going to be looking for some Justin Field cards too. I know they're probably going to be a little bit uh, pricier. However, with the season, obviously people are reporting to camp. Season hasn't started yet. Still considered off season. So I think right now would be the time to be buying into Justin before the season actually starts, because if he turns out to be the MVP caliber quarterback that everyone hopes he's going to be, I'm still sticking by my guns and I'm saying that the bears are winning the division. So I think Justin Fields is a, is a good buy right now because come season, if he does what he did last year, even better, his, his card prices are going to be flying off the charts. So he will definitely be somebody I'll be looking, looking at, uh, you know, I've said in a previous episode, you know, Bo Bichette would be another player. Uh, Luis Robert would be another player. But honestly, I'm kind of keeping an open mind. I'm going to just be looking at, you know, like John said, we're going to be hitting on pretty much every single table. Um, I'm going to be keeping an open mind. I, I want to see what people have. If I see a card and I think it's good value, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll take, take the risk and I'll buy it. But I kind of don't have like a, a set. Uh, amount of players or anything like that that I'm looking at it's kind of just whatever you know whatever you know catches my eye at these tables but um like John though I am also bringing cards that I want to try to either sell or trade I have a, it's they're all Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh cards so hopefully I know last time we were there we found a lot of you know decent Pokemon tables uh some I would probably try to sell others I think I'm gonna use this trade bait they're a little bit lower valued cards, so hopefully maybe I can kind of combine some of them and get and but that would be strictly PC. If I'm if I'm gonna walk away with the Pokemon card, that's strictly PC. I'm not looking to turn around and sell it. It would just be what what I actually want. If there's like some B drill cards or something like that, that's what I'm like kind of hoping. So and I actually went. This is another good advice. I took some time uh, last night, went on eBay, found out what. They're selling those cards are selling for on eBay. So I have an understanding now when I go to the show and I, you know, I approach these tables and I, you know, we can kind of wheel and deal a little bit here, but I have the price in my head that I know I think it's worth or what the trade value could be worth. So that way, if they're giving me a price, I'm not taking my phone out right, right in front of them and trying to like, you know, I want to seem as professional as possible and be like, uh, this is what I have in mind. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good value and not like, oh, well, let me check and make sure you're right, you know. So that's my plan. Hopefully it works out. Uh, you know, like we said, we're, we're really looking forward to this, to this card show. You know, last week we talked about obviously Fanatics and what it might do with the National, but I still think the National is going to keep its prestigiousness, um, you know, as oh, sorry full disclaimer i'm sorry i can hear my birds in the background so i have pet birds my my bad if they uh start to get a little loud um but uh yeah we we talked about fanatics events last you know last week but 
I think I think the national will keep its prestigiousness. Everybody looks forward to the national. It's the biggest event of the year when it comes to you know uh, sports cards and collectible items. So, I mean, do you have any other advice for you know people who are going to a show of this size and what they should have? You know, what plan of attack they should have other than what we said? Honestly, um, I think you. I think everything you said was great. Another thing that uh, you brought up that kind of clicked in my head. Doing what you did as a potential trader slash seller, I think it's beneficial to do something like that as a buyer as well. Because those guys that I mentioned are definitely the people that I'm going to be looking for. But in the back of my head, I've been looking every single day. I'm on eBay looking at cards. And most of the time, it's modern baseball cards, modern Bowman cards. So if we find some sort of Bowman value bin and I see some cards in there that I, I think are incredible value... Doing the research and kind of preparing yourself as a buyer going into a show, I think is extremely beneficial, even if it's just a little bit. Say you're say you're heavy into prison basketball or prison football. We personally are Bowman. If you look at prison basketball cards and prison football cards every day and you come across a football bin that you think you can find value in, I think that's a really great thing to take away from the national or any kind of sports card show that you go to. And same goes for not just modern cards but even the cards that i collect like vintage players if i know that uh like for example i've been i've been non-stop looking at uh bob gibson rookies if i know what a psa 7 bob gibson rookie sells for in uh and like whatever cash value and i see one listed at about that price or even less i know right away like hey this this is a good deal and on top of that another thing that i wanted to mention you can always negotiate even further on the price. Usually, sometimes people, are, sometimes sellers are pretty firm, and sometimes they even write it on their, they write it on their sticker that like, twenty five hundred firm. That's fine, but nine times out of ten, you're gonna come across the table and they have prices listed on their cards, hopefully, and that price is not firm. If you think that you can get the card, like a five hundred dollar card, down to four fifty. At least go for it, in my opinion, as a buyer and a seller of sports cards. There's always room. And then another thing that now just popped in my head too, if you buy bundles, you can absolutely get discounts on cards. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, for example, if uh, I talked about it when we went to the Sports Card Spectacular, I found that image variation, Zach Veen, inside a $40 PSA slab box. And... I picked up the Veen and I'm like, okay, this probably is worth more than $40. But at the same time in my head, I was like, I should probably take two more and see if they'll do three for a hundred. And they did. So if you find multiple cards that you like and you can afford it, I strongly recommend you just combine all of them and work with the seller to try to get some sort of deal. If you have 20 cards and their valued sticker price is 250 bucks, I feel like you can probably work them down all the way down to 200, maybe 220, at least some sort of discount. And if you get it down to 200, you just saved yourself 20%. You went from 250 to 200, that's 20% off your entire purchase. So it's a lot of fun, but at the same time, it could be extremely overwhelming. Try, try your best, in my opinion, not to get too overwhelmed. At least have some sort of plan. If you don't, if you're just going there to walk around and look at stuff and have fun and not even buy or sell, right on. I know some people do that. I was watching um, Kurt's, <laughs> Kurt's Card Care, which is like a guy who has this 
kit that he uses to clean cards. He said he's going just to hang hang out. He's not going as a buyer or a seller just to walk around and meet people. By all means, that sounds yeah, that's sweet. What the heck? It's there's there's a lot less stress if you're not going there to spend or sell. So that's all I really got to say. I, I've been looking forward to this for months now yeah. since November, and now that it's getting closer and it's finally here, I'm anxious to to have some fun and buy some cards. See, and that's another thing. Uh... Yeah. So I'm, I'm first off, I'm very sorry. I, I can really hear my, do you hear my birds? Yeah, I, hear I can really hear my birds in the background there. Uh, we should, we should invite them on the podcast one day and they can hand them, hand them like a one-on-one to play with or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's another thing too. You know, one thing that we love most about going to card shows and like, st- uh, shows that are this big is that we do get to see, you know, like we've talked about previously on, on different episodes, a lot of what we love about this hobby is the engagement. It's it's making new friends. It's making those connections with other hobbyists within the uh, within this hobby and within this you know sports collecting world. And like I said, we get to see seven two seven cards today. You know they already reached out to us on social media asking you know what day we're going. Um, you know we get to see Nash cards. He's he's one of the ones that we look forward to seeing the most. Not only because he has great cards to be selling. He's such a nice guy, and we love just, you know, shooting the crap and talk, talking cards with him. You know, he his knowledge of this hobby is is so great, and he he has so much to say. And everything he says, it's like you know you you know you're just listening to the knowledge that's like spewing out of his mouth when it comes to this hobby. And you know, it's 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 great. You know, when John's saying, you know, people go into this two shows and they. They don't even plan on buying anything or selling anything. They just want to walk around and meet people. That is how it is too. I mean, everybody is, everybody's there for the same reason. We're all in this hobby for the same reason. It, you know, the money's great. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's the love of the hobby. It's the love of collecting. It's the love of sports and sports cards that brings us all together. And everybody, you know, everyone wants to meet everybody. You know, this, this hobby is all about making those connections because it's people like that who are going to help you grow. You know, it's Nash cards and 727 cards and, you know, and Buckeye and all these other, you know, Timo cards. It's all these other hobbyists out there that are, that are going to help you be able to grow in this hobby as well. So, you know, that's, that's another big thing that I, that I love most about it. Um, I might have to maybe buy a card from 727 cards or something. Oh, yeah. Might have to help them out for sure because, you know, they, they've done so much for us and, and for this podcast, you know, promoting it on their own page. You know, when they have their own card shows, you know, we're always trying to help them out and promote them. And, again, it's just that the love of the hobby. Like, that's that's what it's all about for us. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, you know, John and I said, you know, this is because, you know, watching the time, we're going to be leaving pretty shortly. So – we weren't planning on having too long of an episode. We kind of just wanted to talk about what our, our plan of attack was, you know, going into the national. So do you have any last minute thoughts? I, this is crazy. We've never had <laughs> such a short episode. And usually when we say, Hey, we're going to have a short episode, um, it ends up going longer than, than any of the other ones. So, uh, just give me your, uh, last, you know, last second advice, uh, any last thoughts before we wrap up? 
Well said, Jason. I I completely agree. I think that uh, you bringing up 727, I thought the same thing in my head too yesterday. If we go to their table and Eddie's there, I probably am going to buy a card. Just just to support Eddie the way he's been supporting us. And beautifully said, at, at the end of the day, you can have a plan of attack, you cannot have a plan of attack. It gets overwhelming being there with all these amazing cards and Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, magic, sports, baseball, like memorabilia in general is just all staring staring you in the face and you just have no idea how to react. But try your best to kind of take a step back and appreciate just being there and kind of enjoying yourself the best way you can. Sometimes in modern collecting, quote-unquote, I kind of get this huge feeling of like, Oh my God, somebody out there is making an insane deal. I got to go to the next table and get another, I got to get a better deal. Someone's buying a card for 20 bucks, but it's worth 50. I got to find a card for $5 that's worth $100. Like I get this kind of sense of rush and sense of, I got to be better than the next guy. I got to be better than the next guy. And I understand that if you're in this hobby as a like business Mongol and you want to just make the most money possible, that's fine. But for me, I that is not what I got into the hobby for. I got into this hobby for exactly what you said. I got into it to make connections and meet new people who share a genuine love of collecting. And the national is by far the best place you can be to meet people like that. So I'm looking forward to that the most. I yeah, I I can't wait for it. Like you said, this is probably the shortest episode we're gonna get. And I'm going to hear it from my wife because she's like, you guys need to make these episodes shorter so you can get more people to listen to a full episode. That's what, and I was like, that's okay. What my says all the time. Yeah, but usually we just get on a roll and we just can't stop. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, like we said, if you're going to the National today or throughout this weekend, if you're there on Thursday, you, you won't hear this episode. But if you're there and you see us ever at any sort of sports card show, we usually are wearing jelly shirts, jelly yeah, card shirts. We got, we got the new shirts. We got new shirts. Uh, they were kind of rushed, but we got them for today. So we'll be wearing our shirts. Please come on up, say hello, take a picture if you want. People can finally see our faces, even though they see your face on TikTok all the time. Um, yeah, just come on by, say hello, show us some cool cards you picked up, spend time with each other, have fun. Um, if you have any thoughts or if you're going to the National this weekend and you have any questions or concerns, please reach out. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are at JellyCards, J-E-L-I-C-A-R-D-S. TikTok, where you see Jason's face all the time, his beautiful face, Thanks. Jelly underscore cards. And no wonder we never get any views. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Would you put your shirt on? You scared the chicks away. So anyway, I hope everyone has an amazing weekend. This is, like Jason said, this is by far the most important and most prestigious event that goes on in this hobby and i hope you have an amazing week finding some cards any questions or concerns reach out hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did and we will see you at the national keep spreading the love of this hobby from your friends at jelly cards